Good evening and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church Advent Service Wednesday evening, December 4th, 2019. We will be following the order of evening prayer found in the Lutheran Service Book on page 243. Pastor Jake Slutton will lead tonight's service. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to our first midweek Advent worship service here at Trinity. You will notice that there are not any bulletins. Uh, We're going back to the Dark Ages, the time before there were copy machines, and I'm making you use your hymnal. So please open your hymnal to page 243, and on page 243, you will find a service, a liturgy entitled Evening Prayer, and Evening Prayer is... A very rich liturgy. It's very rich in scripture. It's very rich in prayer. And one of the reasons why I selected this this particular liturgy for us to do here tonight and for the rest of our Advent midweeks is that it fits in really, really well with what our theme is for this season. And that is personal devotions and the importance of you and I and us as family getting into God's Word, reading it, praying for, um, uh, uh, praying together as families, praying as individual people. And one of the things that I'm going to be talking about in the message, by the way, all of these messages were written by a gentleman at, at the seminary named M. Mart Thompson, um, and so he is the author of this series. Um, as I've said in sermons before, one of my biggest prayers, in fact, it's probably my biggest prayer for our church, is that we would both individually, collectively as a church body, and also as families, that we would be so into God's Word, and not just into God's Word as in, as in like some, uh, some sort of new agey way to say, but no, reading God's Word daily, every day. Again, both as individuals, as families, um, 
And the more that we can do that, as I, as I have told many of you before, the more that we can do that, our defenses against, against Satan and his fiery arrows, they go up. And when we're not in God's Word, and when we're not praying, and when we're not reading Scripture, what begins to happen is that our defenses, they begin to get a little bit less and a little bit less and a little bit less. And then suddenly, those fiery arrows of Satan, which, by the way, he is throwing at you even at this very moment, it's a little bit easier for him. And it's a, they're a, they become much more, uh, you become a much more hittable target, if that makes sense. So one of the things that evening prayer does for us is that not only are we going to do this collectively, but this is something that you can do at home. Um, if you have a hymnal, this is very easy to, to find. As I've said, we're on page 243. Um, this is a very good thing. This is a very good way to do personal or family devotions. Um, there are also other kinds of prayers and prayer services and um, other liturgies that are found in the, the hymnal as well that you can use. Now, before any of you get scared, I'm not chanting tonight. I wouldn't do that to you. Um, but uh, I do ask your help in chanting your parts. And uh, for that, I've asked um, Carol to sort of help us chant. Why do you chant? The purpose of chanting, I think, is for us to be able to memorize Scripture better. How many of you can memorize, how many of you can tell me word for word what your favorite song is? Not hymn, but, but song, like top 40 song, or your favorite song of all time. How many of you can tell me what the words to to that song are, and yet how many of us can't remember that one passage in Scripture, or those two passages, whatever the case might be. And so what chanting does is it helps us to remember. And what my prayer is for you tonight is I hope that when you leave here tonight and when you leave here next week and the following week, that you start humming these things. And you start perhaps even singing them to yourself. That's the whole idea of what we are doing. Uh, and so, I think that's all that I wanted to say for, for the beginning of our service here. So again, we're on page 243. We are also going to be singing a couple of hymns tonight, and I will announce those when we get there. So again, page 243, please stand. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Stay with us, Lord, for it is evening. Let your light scatter the darkness. Joyous light of glory.
Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who led your people Israel by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Enlighten our darkness by the light of your Christ. May his word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. For you are merciful, and you love your whole creation. And we, your creatures, glorify you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Let the incense of our repentant prayer ascend before you, Lord, and let your loving kindness descend on us, that with purified minds we may sing your praises with the church on earth and the whole heavenly host, and may glorify you forever. Amen. We sing our first hymn. It is number 349, number 349 in your hymnals.
continue with our readings tonight from Holy Scripture, you will notice that after the first reading, there are two. After the first reading, you will see there that at the end, I will say, O Lord, have mercy on us, and your responses, thanks be to God. And then at the end of the second reading, you see the response there as well. The first reading for this evening is taken from Ephesians chapter 6. The Apostle Paul writes this, Finally, be strong in in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Also, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an, um, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel comes to us from St. Matthew chapter 13. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. Jesus said, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. 
In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. Please be seated. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this evening from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. By the way, don't be scared. You guys are doing great. So just keep going. We all know how the prayer goes. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let these gifts to us be blessed. Amen. But of course, we here at Freistat have a little bit more that we pray. But so goes the common table prayer, sometimes referred to as the Come, Lord Jesus prayer. The intent is for Jesus to come and bless our food. But this Advent, we will pray, Come, Lord Jesus, in another way. Advent literally means coming, and of course refers to the Lord Jesus. It is important then that we focus on these words because come Lord Jesus is the final message of Scripture. This revelation reminds us that the Advent prayer for Jesus' coming should always be on our lips. Revelation 22, verse 20, uh, let's see, Revelation 22, verse 20, records Jesus' parting words in Scripture, Yes, I am coming soon. And then John provides our response, Amen, come, Lord Jesus. Over the next few weeks, we will pray, Come, Lord Jesus, in relation to the three different comings of Jesus, His past, present, and future comings. Today, we will focus on what Jesus accomplished in his first coming to save us. Prayer for Jesus' presence is not only for church services, but is something needed every day, as we have talked about before. Not only as a brief meal prayer, but as a time of daily devotion. Now, Advent devotions are actually quite popular. You can find them in many different places. There are Advent devotion booklets. You can even set up your email to receive an Advent devotion every day. Come, Lord Jesus, even on the web. This is such an important practice, especially in today's world where we and members of our families are bombarded by so many non-Christian messages. And so hearing God's Word every day is critical. Therefore, in each of our Advent sermons, I will be encouraging daily devotions. And I have yet to meet somebody who has done a devotion, spent time in God's Word, that has later regretted it. Therefore, consider this scenario. Members of a family, be it a household of one, two, three, or more, sit down every day to hear a devotion on the Word of God and to enter into a time of prayer. And, they re- and what they read helps shape their lives in the strength and hope of the Lord. 
This also leads to engaging God in personal conversation, thanking Him for blessings and seeking His help and guidance for the day's work. It is only for a brief time of perhaps no more than 15 minutes, but it is a daily practice. Okay, Pastor Jake, I hear you. But have you tried to do daily devotions? Some people have this down pat, but for a lot of folks, this is a real struggle. And by the way, I have. But I am not as good at it as you think I might be. It is not as easy as it sounds to dedicate time to daily devotions, even if it's only during Advent. Logically, you and I might think, well, it sounds like no problem. There are 1,440 minutes in a day. I don't see anything hard about taking 15 of those minutes, or even five, about 1% of my day, or even less, to do a reading or to say a simple prayer. But more than logical calculations are required. You see, this is a spiritual activity. When we have devotions, we are praying, come Lord Jesus into our day. And as you have heard me say before, as I said here just a moment, as I said here just a moment ago, there are spiritual forces that do not want Jesus to come to us. That spiritual opposition is why daily devotions and yes, weekly church attendance can be difficult. Worshiping one or perhaps two hours every week, taking 15 minutes for a daily devotion would not be so hard if not for the spiritual battle that is around us. What is sometimes called the unholy trinity is working against us. The devil, our sinful flesh, and the world are all bitterly opposed to our receiving the Word of God and praying, come Lord Jesus, into our daily lives. Let's see if you have heard some of these comments before. It might start something like, hey, it's time for us to do devotions. Oh, I can't today. I have some homework to finish before school. Or, I'm so tired. I just can't pay attention. Let's not do that today. Let's do it tomorrow. Comments like these certainly sound innocent, but they fulfill Satan's schemes. And they reveal our natural resistance to the Word of God. If we do manage to sit down and actually have a time of prayer or devotion, Satan will scheme something else to prevent planting the Word in our hearts. Dear, I've got a big project to do at work and I need to get going. Can we skip the devotions tonight and just say a really short prayer? Or perhaps after reading your devotion. You might think, wow, I have no idea what I, 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 you might think, wow, I have no idea what I just read. My mind was elsewhere. How many of us, when we have been praying silently, suddenly what we have to do tomorrow creeps into our minds. What we have to do the next day creeps into our minds. What we have forgotten to do today creeps into our minds. Or if you either have young kids currently or have had younger kids, consider this favorite family devotional distraction 
can you, can you kids please sit while we read the Bible story? So says the exasperated parent as a toddler runs to grab a toy. We've never been there before. A place in Scripture where opposition to God's word by evil forces is revealed is in the parable of the sower that was just read. As Matthew writes, Jesus has been experiencing growing opposition to his own preaching and teaching. And the Pharisees were actively resisting Jesus' words, and the crowds were showing that they didn't understand. And so Jesus then uses the parable of the sower to explain the opposition. In it, he describes the unholy trinity as being the sources of resistance to God's word. He says that a farmer went out to sow seed for his crops. Some fell along the path and birds ate them. Other seed fell along rocky soil, but the plants had no roots and thus withered in the hot sun. Other seed fell amidst thorns that grew up and choked the young plants. Jesus explains that the seed represents his message and that the images of birds, rocky ground, and choking thorns represent the devil, our sinful hearts, and the fallen world. These evil forces are opposed to God's word. So then, in explaining what the parable means, Jesus said that the birds who ate up the seed represent the evil one who desires to snatch the word of God away from us. Satan knows that the truth of God's word is, is his undoing. The last thing that the father of lies, as Jesus calls him elsewhere, the last thing that he wants us to know, you and I, is the truth. That God has saved us and that he is defeated. So he will use every scheme possible to prevent our hearing of God's word. Let me say that again. He will use every scheme possible to prevent us from hearing God's word. That is why having daily devotions can be such a struggle. Indeed, it is a spiritual battle. It is nothing less than spiritual warfare for us to daily pray, come Lord Jesus in regular devotion. And it was in order to defeat Satan that Jesus first came. Our focus today is come Lord Jesus, who has overcome our arch enemy Satan. And we say this with assurance because our Lord has already come and Satan has been defeated through his completed work of redemption on the cross. That was his first coming. From the moment of Jesus' birth, the devil was on the attack. As the so-called God of this world, he was inspiring Herod to kill the baby Jesus. At the beginning of his ministry, Jesus, at, at the beginning of his ministry, Satan met Jesus directly in the desert to tempt him away from his mission. But our Lord defeated him with the word of God. Jesus would silence and cast out evil spirits who knew who he was. When the devil tempted his own disciples, especially Peter and especially Judas, Jesus overcame the power of the evil one. While Jesus himself was attacked and tempted by the devil in every way, he did not sin. 
He did not sin and thus removed God's judgment on our sins by dying on the cross for us and the whole world. In dying for our sins, Jesus defeated the devil. Satan could no longer make a claim on us. And so after he died, before rising from the dead, Jesus, as the creed says, descended into hell and announced the victory over the forces of the evil one. Our Lord unmasks and exposes the devil with this parable. He defeated him with his death and resurrection, and he has defeated him for us. That is why we pray, come Lord Jesus, and we earnestly desire to do so daily. In a great passage about how Jesus protects us from these evil forces, St. Paul says that Christians are to put on the armor of God. In Ephesians, he writes that we don't wrestle with mere flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of evil. Then he says to take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. This divine protection is explained as a gift of Jesus' righteousness that protects our hearts. It is our shield of faith, trusting in His blood-bought forgiveness. It is Jesus' resurrection that gives us hope as we wear a helmet of salvation. These gifts are promised by God's Word and declared to us personally in our uh, and are declared to us personally when we became baptized children of the Heavenly Father in the name of, of the Triune God. Yes, because Jesus has defeated Satan, we daily desire to pray, Amen, come Lord Jesus. And this is why we encourage one another to practice daily devotions. And as I said before, it's not easy because it is a spiritual battle. And so you and I need to encourage one another. Let me say that one more time. We need to encourage one another. Believe it or not, it is not enough for me as your pastor to get up here on Sundays or on Wednesday nights and encourage you. You must do it with one another. And if you don't know who to start with, if you have a spouse, start with them. If you have kids, start with them. If you don't have a spouse, start with a close friend. Start with somebody that you don't even know. We must We must do this. Now, some of us may already be in a really good practice. Some of us may have never even done them, and still others have tried but have not continued. We fell out of the the habit and we gave up, or we simply felt too busy to take the time. One thought is just to simply start reading your Bible anywhere and just have a simple prayer. So with his help this Advent season, we join in praying, Come, Lord Jesus, not just to bless our food, but all of life each day. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand as we continue on page 248.
fine, we will collect our tithes and offerings. Please stand for prayer. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. For Matt and for Lee, for all pastors in Christ, for all servants of the church, and for all the people, let us pray to the Lord. For Donald, for all public servants, for the government and those who protect us, that they may be upheld and strengthened in every good deed, let us pray to the Lord. For those who work to bring peace, justice, health, and protection in this and every place, let us pray to the Lord. For those who bring offerings, those who do good works in this congregation, those who toil, those who sing, and all of the people here present who await from the Lord great and abundant mercy, let us pray to the Lord. For favorable weather, 
for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, and for peaceful times. Let us pray to the Lord. For our deliverance from all affliction, wrath, danger, and need, let us pray to the Lord. For the faithful who have gone before us and are with Christ, let us give thanks to the Lord. Help save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Rejoicing in the fellowship of all the saints, let us commend ourselves, one another, and our whole life to Christ our Lord. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Almighty and Merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Please be seated. We sing our closing hymn, number 352. We will sing verses 1 through 4. Number 352, verses 1 through 4.
We hope you have benefited spiritually from tonight's service. We invite you to join us once again this Sunday at 10 a.m. on the same podcast. Trinity, www.trinitychristat.com.